0: Welcome back to the Aging Project podcast. I'm your host, Shelley Craft, and together, my friends, we're on a mission to age well. Bloody well, if I'm being honest. Let's be real, though. We all need guidance when it comes to aging well, and that's why we've gathered the best possible support team for us. No topic is off limits, and I promise to ask all the right questions. Your questions. Before we dive in, don't forget to join our growing community of women from around the world. Sign up at theagingproject.com.au and become part of the Ageing Project community. You'll gain access to our treasure trove of podcast episodes, our free five-day morning challenge, and did you know we now have an online store called You Must Try It? It includes products we've discovered from our podcast guests and community. Think low tox skincare, low tox makeup, supplements, and more. You'll only find products we've tried, tested, and we love at youmusttry.com. Are you ready to begin today's episode? All righty, let's do it. Take the time to sit down and get it out
1: on paper, light a candle, play some nice music, and just let
0: it flow. You know, what is it that I want to achieve in my life? Today we are talking to Kate Christie. Kate's latest book caught our attention. It's titled The Life List. Master every moment and live an audacious life great title. It got me thinking, what on earth is a life list? You know, we've got a grocery list, we've got a work to do list, perhaps we've even got a bucket list. But it's safe to say I'm missing a life list. I'm guessing a life list is significantly more important than whether I'm buying canned tomatoes this week or not. And so I am super excited to welcome Kate to get us thinking about how we can create our very own life list starting today. Kate, it's wonderful to have you with us. Uh, I know you're in Bali right now. I believe this was on your life list. How did this trip come about for you? Oh, look, thanks for having me, Shelley. It's
1: lovely to be here. Uh, Look, you're right. It's something that's been on my life list for a while. Um, Probably about five years ago, I announced to my kids, I wanted to give them plenty of warning, a long, long runway, that, you know, 2023 was going to be all about me or more about me. And that I would be moving to Bali and living and working and, um, you know, slowly they got their head around that idea and and I made it happen. You know, this is the thing. It's all very good and well to have these ideas floating around your head or even visualising them or creating a vision board or writing your goals out. But unless you actually implement them, it's just a list.
0: So having an actual date for that, whether it was two years, five years in the future, Having an, a, a date when I'm booking my ticket and I'm taking off gives you that thing to work towards, not just a pie in the sky idea of what might be fabulous. Well, you make it a
1: lot more real, you know. Um, as you know, I'm a time management expert, and there's a, a an economic theory called Parkinson's Law, and Parkinson's Law says that a task will expand to fill the time made available for it. You know, we know this, right? So. Mm-hmm. If you give yourself two weeks to do the task, it's going to take you two weeks. If you give yourself a month, it'll take you a month. If you don't mm-hmm. have a deadline, you are never going to do that it's task. It's
0: never going to happen. It's <laughs> never
1: going to happen. You've got kids. We know this when it comes to building the paper mache volcano, right? You know, at least there's a date, they just don't do it. Um, and so you've got to set deadlines. You have to lock those deadlines in to your calendar. And just as you would turn up to an appointment with your lawyer or your accountant, you turn up. Mm-hmm. Um, so having the deadline definitely helped. Having sort of group accountability really helps, you know, putting it out to the world. This is my plan. Yes. This is what I'm doing. Um, there's that public accountability as well that helps you turn up. There's a whole heap of uh, little strategies you can implement to make sure you turn up. But it's your life. You only live once. And and so the important thing is to turn up. You know, we, we've got to turn up to our own lives,
0: it's a very good point, and obviously, you had a sliding doors moment, which got you to the book. Let's talk about how you got to the book. This happened in your forties, this really pivotal time in your life, in your career, in your in your family uh, environment. What happened for you, Kate?
1: Oh, look, it's probably a pretty typical story, to be honest. Um, my husband and I met young, married young, had three incredible kids. Uh, worked very very hard forever and um, in my late 40s just when I sort of felt like we were kind of getting there you know you'd sort of see the light oh, we're almost there and um, my husband left our marriage and we'd been married for 22 years and he sat me down one day and just said that he didn't love me anymore that he wanted to leave and find new love and it was Um, every bit as devastating as you could possibly imagine because we were a partnership you know we had family and kids you don't just walk away from a person you walk away from a partnership and from from a family and everything and um, it was a very very challenging time but something that so many of us go through particularly Mm -hmm. at that age. Um, So I threw myself into my kids and into creating my business and they were kind of my two Anchors. And um, I I continued to have a a friendship with my husband. Um, You know, you have moments of absolutely hating them, um, but you have had 22, 23 years of loving them. So that doesn't just end. Um, So we were still friends and we moved into a different type of relationship where we were co parenting our kids and. Then COVID hit March 2020, as we are all well aware. Um, In April 2020, my husband was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and um, 11 months later he passed away and he was Mm -hmm. only 54. Um, He was probably the funniest, most dynamic, gregarious person I've ever met Mm -hmm. Um, and he was gone. And that process of, of... watching my kids go through 11 months of watching their father deteriorate and Mm. and ultimately die grieving his death before he'd even gone was um it was excruciating but it was also very transformational for me um Mm. I I think about it obviously a lot and I really do feel that it was sort of Dan's parting gift to me that um to think very very differently about my life that you know, he was 54 Shelley and we can't do today the way we did yesterday and the way we did last week and the way we did the week before because there may not be extra time. So Mm. it was very um, much the impetus that drove me to think very differently about my own life, not wanting to leave anything on the table, um, wanting to live my best, most magnificent life. Uh, And so I sat down and I wrote the life list, which is genuinely, I guess, the exact opposite of a bucket list. It, you know, a bucket list is, is a, often a list of things we want to do before we die. I don't want to wait that long. Um, a life list is a list of everything I want to do right now while I'm still young enough to live it and love it and enjoy it. And, um, and I'm not leaving anything on the table. You know, we only get to do this once. And I want to make it amazing. And I want it to be A life that I love, but also a life that I deserve. You know,
0: I'm at that stage where it's my turn. And that's a really big point, isn't it? We often leave our dreams uh, on the table for our kids and our partners and our and our work life. Um, You know, what was our dream when we're twenty? We sort of forget about it, I, I guess, in a way, and you get on with just. Living just life. Um, you were a power player. You know, you've you've been a lawyer. You've you're now, as you say, a time management expert. Being a time management expert, did that take on a completely different meaning, or did you laugh at yourself? Um, sadly, <laughs> when when your ex husband passed away, and went, "Oh my god, here I am thinking I can control time, and yet that is the one thing we have." little or no control over until you have this epiphany and realise I'm taking control of every minute. Is is it very different time management control now to what it was when you were a time management expert? Yeah,
1: look, that's such a great question. Um, I think what it is, it's it's a beautiful segue, um, you know, because I, I have my time under control. I have all the time I need. I've got my hours worked out so that I have a lot of free time and that's what I coach and teach other people to do is to how to have that time and freedom so the segue was really well what am I now going to do with my time and freedom you know I've I've got the time piece under control now what I'm going to do you know it's what goals am I going to set what am I going to chase down um how do I want to live my life so it, it just became a natural progression more than anything else
0: Have you heard the news? Our sister platform, You Must Try It, now offers one-on-one health coaching via Zoom with our team of qualified experts. Our store exists to offer you more than our tried and tested products. We want you to age well, and at the foundation of that is your health. Let me share Lou's feedback, one of our recent customers. She wrote, I still can't believe how much we got through in an hour. I was offered the most detailed personal advice I've ever had. I've been talking to all my friends about their health coaching sessions and my experience. The friends that have already had their session couldn't be happier. Thank you, Lou. So if you're struggling with a health issue, perhaps a gut, a thyroid, weight, energy or sleep issue, or maybe like Lou, you just want to optimise your health, our You Must Try It team of qualified health coaches would love to help you. They can help with everything from blood, hormone and food sensitivity testing to practical strategies so you know what to do and buy that is actually going to work. Just go to youmusttryit.com and book your appointment and let's take action to age well, my friends. In business, we often talk about, you know, the b-hag. I know it was a term that was thrown around a lot um, in the last decade, that big, hairy, audacious goal, which is often what corporates are driving towards and driving individuals to achieve, to have that b-hag for yourself. <laughs> uh, obviously, living in Bali was, was one for you. Um, how many of those can we have in a lifetime?
1: Uh, look, I, I, I think as many as possible. I, I think, you know, jam them in. Um, I, I talk about there's three different types of goals that I want us to be chasing down. And I think part of my mistake in the past was that I was just going after the BHAGs and I would sort of do maybe one a year. Um, what I've realised since writing the book is that there's actually three different types of goals we should be actively Chasing down all the time. The first is the go big goal, you know, the big hairy one. You know, the the beehag, the climb the mountain, the move to Bali, the go to Europe. You know, whatever it is, um, there's that type of goal. The second type of goal is the go small goals. We really need to have sort of three or four of these a month that just fill our bucket, make us feel wonderful. They're outside of normal operating rhythm. Mm -hmm. They're outside of what you would normally be doing this month for your business or your life, Um, but they are small goals and they just, you chase them down and it fills your cup. And the third type is the go now goals, which are the ones you just can't plan for, those acts of spontaneity where someone says, hey, do you want to, and you go, yeah, yeah. And they're the hardest for me because I'm a planner, right? So everything <laughs> in my life is planned. Um, so the go now goals are the ones that I'm very actively working on seizing. And Shelly, they're fantastic, and they're often the best because there's and no planning. Liberating, right? They're so liberating, and and you just it's it's like what's today going to bring? You know, the other day I was. Um, planning on doing a day's worth of work and a lady that I've met here in Ubud sent me a, a whatsapp message I'm addicted to whatsapp now um sent me a message saying hey what are you doing let's jump on our motorbikes and go exploring
0: oh and I'm my like, god and I'm that like makes me smile I'm like hell yeah you know yes, can, count me in sister so <laughs> you know
1: off we went and we had a ball and you know there's so much to explore here and you know you've got your big roads obviously but we went off off the big roads and there's tiny footpaths which are kind of made for people and motorbikes and we'd get to an intersection she'd go that way and I'd go yeah (laughs) we did this for like four hours I I think we probably did a lot of going around in circles but it doesn't matter (laughs) we saw that same rice paddies like 30 times and gee, it was good. So, mm-hmm. you know, so you want to go after three different types of goals at any given time. Don't just set the big one and chase it down. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to have lots of these balls in the air because some of them aren't going to land. Um, some of them will land faster than you thought and then it, there's that vacuum of, all. Well, what do I do now? Um, mm-hmm. But it, it keeps you full of momentum is what it does mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. just – it's fantastic.
0: Oh, I'm focused on those go nows because I'm trying really hard. Um, I listened to something recently which was about us breeding narcissistic children because all we ever do is drop what we're doing to help them out. And the other day I did, a girlfriend called. She goes, oh, I'm in town. Come and meet me. And I just went yes and it was the <laughs> hardest thing I've ever done because then it's like oh no well there's no dinner and there's no lunches and there's no this I went bugger it. I'm going I'm taking an hour like they will survive it is okay or even that project I'm meant to be working I'm meant to be researching no walk out the door just go and once you're in the car and going it's almost like oh my god I need to chop all my hair off and start again I know. it's like, it's it's like, like Thel- this Thel- crazy moment it's, just, it's <laughs> like I'm in the car I'm just going out for a walk, I'm just going for a coffee. Or you meet those mums um, or perhaps corporate workers too without children that have taken up marathon running um, because it's it's encouraging them to take that time for themselves. And by God, it's so damn hard to do. It really is. It is. And and I think that this is also part
1: of, our, of being kind of getting to an age where my kids are, you know, independent, young adults, um, they still live at home. They haven't quite got that empty nest message yet. I'm, I'm giving it to them, but they're not. So you've moved out. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> I've, I've moved out. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm no longer the sun that they need to orbit around mm-hmm. and they're no longer the sun that I need to orbit around. Mm-hmm. And and it is liberating. It is my turn. You know, I think especially as, as women and you know, this is no disrespect to your male listeners, but my experience is that as women, we're phenomenally giving and we give and we give and we give. And regardless of whether you're a mother or not in a partnership or not, women are are givers. And it it gets to the point where you really have to sit down and and reflect and think, isn't it my turn? You know, start giving to yourself. No one's actually going to give you a gold star for the sacrifices you make for everybody else. Um, They'll probably thank you and hopefully they'll hug you. But, uh, you know, there comes a point in time where you have to flick that switch and start becoming Mm. a little bit more selfish. And it's a hard word. It's a rub word.
0: Yes. But you're giving us permission with this conversation to at least start thinking about it, and often when we're asked to do something, it's much easier than telling ourselves. So Kate Christie is giving us a job. She's (laughs) telling us we have to be more selfish or perhaps a little less selfless (laughs) selfless <laughs> um, exactly. and there is a line there's a fine line in there and we've introduced this topic a couple of times um, over the course of the aging project in season one we met the wonderful life coach Shanna Kennedy and she introduced me to the idea of my 10 year older self mm-hmm. which was sort of like me giving my younger self permission now to start what I need to prepare for my 10 year older self. And um, what do I want to be able to achieve when I'm 10 years older? I, I need to start that now, physically, I guess. Um, as well as those life goals, and we're and we're bringing this down even closer with you now, Kate, and then we have the wonderful Georgie Coglin, uh, who was all about manifesting. So now, sort of, I guess the life list is tipping those both things um into one great list. Is the, is this something? Is it a physical list for you? Do you have it stuck up on the fridge? Um, yeah. Is it something in your mind? Like, how do we manifest the perfect life list? Yeah. Look, I think it's. Partly,
1: there's the manifestation piece. You know, you obviously have to visualise this, but then you have to take that active action step of writing it down. Uh, There's a lot of research that tells us that when we translate those thoughts into writing, and it has to be writing, it can't be typing. You know, the research shows us really clearly that the act of picking up a pen and writing this stuff down... I guess Again, it's, it's accountability, isn't it? It yes. is. And, and it's it, like, it, it, it's now it, on paper. I've told someone it has to happen. <laughs> and it brings it to life. So I think there's that beautiful marriage of, of manifestation and then, um, intention and, and locking it in and putting it in writing. So yes, my life list is written. Um, it's actually, there's an A to Z of my life list at the back of the life list book, which tells you everything that I've kind of got on my agenda. Um, it's not locked in concrete, though. This is the thing, right? You get to change it. You get to add to it. Um, you get to start it again. You know, I think that the one that's in the book is probably for me. It's like iteration three. And and as you start to tick those goals off, you want to add new ones in. Um, but you definitely have to get the ideas out of your brain. You know, your brain is for strategy. It is not for storage. You know, we have to get the ideas out of our head because otherwise, they're in your brain. They're competing with about six thousand other thoughts a day, Um, and and they're never going to bubble to the top when you have that level of conflict going on in your head. So, take the time to sit down and get it out on paper. Light a candle, play some nice music, and just let it flow. You know, what is it that I want to achieve in my life? And What's really critically important is the distinction between a life list and a bucket list. You know, I mentioned one thing earlier, that a bucket list is kind of a list of things you want to do before you die. And and that's the wrong kind of frame. We need to be asking, what do I want to do while I'm young enough to live it? The second frame or the second difference with a life list and a bucket list is that um, a bucket list tends to revolve around challenges around adventure and travel Mm -hmm. you know where do I want to travel to what are the adventures I want a life list is so much more all-encompassing it's you know what do I want my health and well-being to look like where am I placed in terms of wealth you know what plans have I got in place for my super in my investments and do I own a home? What does my bank account look like? Um, It's our, what are our relationships, you know, what do we want those to look like? Our lifestyle, the environment we want to live in, you know, so there's a whole heap more, of course, travel and adventure and experiences are on there, but it's not just limited to, to those two things.
0: Do you think a lot of people have thought about this or dreamt about this? Or do you think most of us um, resign ourselves to to where we are in life? This is what I was given. Um, This is where I'm at. This is how it is. I can't change this. It's too hard. Um, I I think a lot of us, and and whether you call it a a growth mindset or a fixed mindset, I think sometimes it's just, that's my life. They're the cards I was dealt. Um, Do you think a lot of people think that way? And, And this concept of a life list of your own is just is too great. Um, should we start, as you say, with those small goals and then work up? Or is a life list something that you go, right, I'm going to sit down this weekend, I'm putting it all on paper. Um, I don't know. I, I find it might be a challenge for some people to accept the fact that they're worth this. So if you got to do some work on yourself beforehand, I guess is, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Look, I, I, think, I like to think that we all have
1: a life list in us and that, you know, we're not resigned to living the life we've sort of the cards we're dealt with at the moment certainly the the feedback I've been getting around the concept of a life list is oh this is amazing this I've always wanted to do something like this now I've got a name to put to it or mm-hmm. I've got a concept or you've given me something concrete now I get it and I'm worth it I'm going to write my list um, so I I don't think too many of us are that fixed. I think a lot of us have those dreams inside us. And and the important thing to remember is that my life list is going to look very, very different to yours and yours is going to look very different to mm-hmm. someone else's. You know, we don't all have to have the huge, audacious, climb the mountains, plant a billion trees, um, walk a thousand miles in someone else's step, you know, donate to a, an orphanage and, hey, let's build the orphanage. You know, we don't Have to have the goals to that extent. Our goals could be: I want to walk five thousand steps a day. You know, I want to um, wake up and think about how glorious my day is going to be. I want to tell my kids I love them every single day, even when they're shitting me. You know, I want to vacuum less. I want to swear more. I want to eat lollies. You know, it's just articulating what's going to give you joy. It's articulating what is going to make you happy, what's going to fill fill your cups. So there's the mix of the big and the small, but we've all got got it in us, shall
0: we? Were you surprised what came up on your list? I can can imagine once you open the gates (laughs) um, and and you you start thinking about it and you will, you'll have those big ones and you'll have the little ones. Were you actually surprised what, what came out on paper for what you wanted from your life? Uh, I I think I was, I don't think I was surprised in terms of
1: what came out because I think like, I think most of us have this kind of list bubbling around inside us. What really surprised me though was the order in which I decided to tick them off. So seeing it in black and white helped crystallize for me what were actually priorities. Um, and, that was the bit that surprised me. So two examples of that, for example, like while I always knew I wanted to come to Bali and and live here for a period of time, in writing the life list, what became really apparent was that I really, really, really want to learn to surf. Um, I'm the mum of surfers, you know, my kids, my oldest son got his first surfboard from Santa when he was seven, and I've had you know, and from the age of seven until he was 18, he could drive himself. So 11 years of driving that kid down the coast so he could surf and 11 years of watching him and seeing his joy in the, for the first time he could stand up to now, like serious, he's a serious surfer. Um, I've had 11 years of watching that. And so in writing my life, list, it was one of the first things I chose, which I never even thought I would. Um, so in two weeks time I'm going on a seven day surf camp and I'm learning to surf so you know I'm gonna you know hang 10 baby um my kid, hopefully none of my kids watch this podcast they're going to be horrified um, that I just said hang 10 baby um but so I guess I, want I, was, photos. I was I want yeah. photos I want evidence This oh, happening yeah it's going to happen I I just want to be able to stand up once but obviously I have those moments where I sort of you know imagine myself totally carving it up but mm-hmm. um it's going to be magnificent, you know, so it's it's more, I guess, the order that I prioritise things in that surprised me.
0: And a lot of the time, I guess, on these lists there would be um, business ideas as well as new career opportunities. It's not just all about living the free life and um, no, and doing no, new hobbies or, as you say, it, there might be some really great business ideas that come from it and you've had a few evolutions um, over your time and now you're helping people around the country and around the world write. Their life lists. Um, have you got any more? I mean, this is your fifth book. I guess there's a lot on your list yeah. that isn't just um, surfing and having a great time. You got some more career goals ahead as well.
1: Oh, absolutely. There's a lot of career things in there. Um, you know, I think when you're a small business owner, it's your passion. You know, your, your business is your drug of choice. So I spend a lot of my time thinking about my business and what I want to do with it. Um, So, you know, big on my life list is that I'm about to launch the Life List group program where I will be taking a group of women through a process of, um, you know, acknowledging your past, um, sitting in your now and and working out what it is you do and don't like about it and then writing our next and what's on our life list and then working through that program with them to actually help them pick a go, big goal um, and then as a group helping them get to the top of the mountain or to the start of the marathon or to starting their new side hustle and creating it as a genuine business prospect or whatever that might be. So, that's the very, very next thing on my business list of, of life list goals.
0: You know I'm passionate about prevention and testing. That's why I have to share my recent discovery with you, Mermaid Beach Radiology. This company is dedicated to preventative healthcare, understanding the importance of early detection. They specialise in whole-body MRIs using their state-of-the-art 3T platform. Now, this advanced technology offers greater sensitivity in detecting and catching potential issues before they become serious. Mermaid Beach Radiology provides the most accurate detection available. Their 3T whole body MRI gives you peace of mind, empowering you to take control of your health and make informed decisions about your wellbeing. Remember, prevention is the key to living your best life as you age. Mermaid Beach Radiology is your partner in proactive healthcare and ageing well. Visit mermaidbeachradiology.com.au to learn more and take the first step towards a healthier future have you got um, a wonderful client story you could share with us about how they sort of started and and was it small? Was it confronting? Um, How did you bring them out and what ended up on their list? Yeah, look, I've got a fantastic, beautiful client I'm working with at the moment.
1: Her name's uh, Rebecca and she's a speech pathologist and she is so incredibly passionate about her clients and she works with Really young children, and she's just the most giving, beautiful woman. And she approached me for a combination of, of coaching around time management, but also about lifeless. You know, she I remember her first email to me was, You know, I'm in my early 50s, and you know, what's next? And I just need help, I just need to understand what's next. And I, I've got so much excitement for the future, but I just can't articulate what it's going to be, and I just need some help and we sort of have worked through a process of getting her time under control but very quickly she wanted to jump into the life list of her business and and what she could do with her business and and at the moment well, in, before coming to me the model was very much one of you know speech pathologist client speech pathologist client and she had that sort of model of you know 45 minute sessions with one client and We've now sort of explored this and ripped it apart and put it back together and and she now has these incredible plans for running workshops, for um, educating the masses because one of her big issues is that she just had like all of us we only have 24 hours mm-hmm. in a day so she could not see the the number of clients that she really wanted to help and she has this huge waiting list and parents desperate to work with her um, and it was like okay let's change the model so I've worked her through a process where she's now going to be delivering components and, and education to those parents through a workshop model so she's going to be helping so many more children um, and, and she's beautiful. I keep getting these emails from her just randomly saying, "I'm so happy, you know I'm so excited. you know you've opened my eyes to the possibilities and and so she's just a beautiful example of someone who is at the top of her game. She is doing an incredible job, but she just knew there was more to be had, mm-hmm. and she just needed some help in a coach kind of pointing her in a different direction. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I, you know, that's it's an example of someone who's truly kind of living out their best life now.
0: It's extraordinary, isn't it? And she will. She'll continue to do that and it will grow so much more and touch so many more people. It must, it must give you the warm and fuzzies um, when you get those stories or, or it that does. return.
1: Oh, I love it. I mean, well, it's, what, it's why, why I do it really is, you know, um, it, it's that ability to help other people realise their goals realize their dreams there's nothing more gratifying you know obviously you know you it's great to be paid and you've got money in the bank but it's the ability to help other people you know I guess it's we all have superpowers right we all have that god-given genius that we were born with just the stuff that we're good at doing and um, time management being organized and helping people set and achieve their goals has always been my superpower and it's Honestly, it's a gift for me to be able to help others do it.
0: Yes. Well, let's let's talk about that because that's obviously one of my biggest things. I don't know whether I'm time poor or just terrible <laughs> at time management, but I find myself saying, I'm just I'm just going to do the, I'm just going to do this. And, and I've got my plan for the day, but I'm just going to, you know, divert over this way for a little bit. And I'm thinking that's where I'm going wrong. Um, time management. Obviously you work, you work with executives in business. You can work with simple people like me who just want to get the most out of our day. Where are we going wrong? What, what's the biggest, um, and most common error that you see with time management? Yeah. Look, I think the biggest thing is that we
1: have this perception that we can manage time um, and that's really the the biggest mistake every one of us makes. And, um, you know, and I know, you know, I say, well, I'm a time management expert. You know, no one can manage time. We all have exactly the same amount of time. Um, you know, you've got the same amount as me. I've got the same amount as Elon Musk. It's what we do with our time, right? It's, um, so I think that the biggest mistake we make is thinking we can manage time. Um, you need to shift your perception. So from now on, when you think about time, don't think about it in terms of, well, how am I going to manage it? Or And, and like you say, every time someone talks about their time management skills, they always talk about, oh, I'm terrible at managing time, I'm time poor, and it, it becomes a negative conversation. Mm. Flick it around or switch it around and start saying, every time you wake up in the morning, where am I going to invest my time today? What's worthy of of my time investment is what's going to give me that greatest return. Um, So that's probably the biggest mistake I I see. Mm -hmm. Um, Another mistake I see is that people don't actually um, think about what their time habits are costing them. Um, And and by thinking about what the costs are, it becomes a really very tangible way for you to change and change your habits. So um, there's four different cost lenses that you need to look through every time you perform a different ta- a, a certain task. Um, so, for example, if you decided this morning I'm going to spend an hour cleaning my house, okay, let's just choose that as a task. There's four different ways that's going to cost you. Um, the first is financial cost. Your time is money. So, we all need to have a ballpark understanding of what our hourly rate mm-hmm. is so that we can apply that hourly rate to every single task we perform to work out whether it's the best investment of our time. So, for example, if your hourly rate is $50 an hour um, and you spend an hour a day on social media, that's $18,250 of your time in year. God, oh, so, oh, that hurt. Exactly. Like, that's a punch in the <laughs> gut. So, financial cost. Um, the second cost, lens is opportunity cost. There's always going to be something else you could have done Every task you perform, so if it's an hour cleaning the house, what could you have done? What did you just miss out on? It might be an extra hour sleep, an hour with your kids, an hour going for a walk, an hour servicing a client, creating a new product, winning new business. What's the opportunity cost? Mm -hmm. The third cost lens is emotional cost. How do I feel about this hour I just spent? And, you know, if you're a mum and you're at home and you've just picked up the towels off the floor for the thousandth time this week, um, you walk into your kid's bedroom and, you know, there's a floor drobe um, and you don't know what's clean and what's dirty because when you gave them the clean stuff to put away the other day, they just put it on the floor with the dirty shit and so you're just going to have to wash it all, Um, emotional cost. Um, you hate them, they hate you, and, you know, it takes three days before <laughs> you're the house is clean and everyone's talking. <laughs> um, the fourth cost lens is physical cost. Is there anything that you're doing that makes for pain? You know, you're sitting in front of your computer all day and not taking a break. If you have got headaches? Are you neglecting your exercise and you, your, your diet? You're waking up at 3am wondering what fell through the cracks and not getting back to sleep. So, there's four different cost lenses and you you use those costs to work out whether anything really is genuinely worth your time investment. Um, Every task is going to have a financial and an opportunity cost because your time is always money and there's always something else you could have been doing. Um, But if you're really lucky, there's going to be an emotional and a physical cost in there as well. And so, some tasks just aren't worth your time investment. So you either reject them or you delegate them or you outsource them or you insource them to your kids. Yeah. Hey guys, guess what? Everyone's going to clean their floor um, you know, So there's ways of dealing with those tasks. We don't have to do them, but that looking at it through the cost lens really helps us make a decision as to what is worth our time investment. That's a
0: fabulous framework to work with and outsourcing has become a big one. For me, and and often it's that uh, release of control too. It might not be yeah, yeah. <laughs> done as well yeah. as you would like it to be done, the cleaning the room, for example, but it still gets done and it's, it's good enough um, and I can use my time more wisely. Exactly. And look, it doesn't have to, you know, outsource.
1: It's also important to understand the difference or the distinction between outsourcing and insourcing. Um, Outsourcing is where you identify all the tasks that you perform that you're prepared to pay an expert to do because they'll do it faster, better and cheaper. They're kind of my three rules of outsourcing at work, in your business, at home. They have to be an expert who will do it faster, better and cheaper. Insourcing is the exact opposite. Insourcing is where you identify all the tasks that you do for your family or the people that you live with that you no longer want to do that you don't have to pay them for. You know, walk the dog, feed the cat, unload the dishwasher, load the dishwasher, put the washing on the line, clean the floor drape. You know, all of the things that the people we live with should be doing for themselves that we don't have to pay them for. You know, family's a team sport,
0: um, and you're the captain. So you get to kind of call the shots on this stuff. Oh, there's so many great takeaways there. And now <laughs> the idea of putting it all into place. Obviously, we have to learn to manage our time better. We then have to have the time to write the list. We need to know what we want to put on the list. And the fact that we talk a lot here about the fact that our 50s and our 60s are really midlife, we've got the same amount of time left to go. If we're going to live to that 120, there's a lot of time ahead of us. And we want to be in charge of that. And we want to manage that. And and as you said, so beautifully to value that time more.
1: Absolutely. You know, we've got a lot of living left. You know, we are you know, fifties. Being in your fifties now is very, very different to when our mums were in their fifties, and, and it's a, it's, lifetimes away from when our grandparents were in their fifties. You know, Forbes in America describes the fifty-ish women as the um, super consumer. We are the most educated, um, youthful, energetic, healthy, wealthy, goddamn sexy, as <laughs> women in their fifties ever. Um, and we have a lot of buying power that comes with that, but we also have a lot of self-value that comes from that, and it's our turn. It's our turn.
0: You know, honestly, there is so much we could be doing. Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, Kate, that is beautiful. What what does ageing well mean to you? Uh, Ageing well, that's a beautiful question. Ageing well
1: means um, giving up a bit of control, And being a lot more calm. It means letting go of the stuff that was just a noise or a distraction and and having a very clear understanding of what it is that makes me happy and peaceful and full of joy. Uh, It means my health, my physical health, and my mental well being are both aligned and in a great place. And it means that. Um, it is a time of enormous opportunity where I get to write the next chapter and it's going to be glorious.
0: It sure is. Look, I'm feeling, I'm feeling motivated. I'm feeling inspired. Um, you are a wonderful, wonderful energising being. Thank you so much. We need to know one thing that our listeners can do today to get started yeah. with their life list.
1: Yeah, look, beautiful. Um, I, I think the one thing is that you give yourself permission to understand that it's your turn. Um, it's an act of self-love to sit down and start creating this right right now. So the one thing I want you to do today is pick up a pen, pick up a piece of paper, rip a piece of paper out of a some, you know, book that's sitting around that's got empty pages in it, Um, It doesn't have to be the beautiful Kiki K book. Just get a piece of paper and sit down and just start writing. What do I want to do? Just create a list. Just that's the first step. Um, I talk a lot about moments in the book and using moments in time to create your life list. And a moment is actually 90 seconds of time. It was first used in the 8th century by St. V the Venerable. And he split an hour up into components, including obviously there were seconds in there, but he talked about there being 40 momenta. Um, So a moment is 90 seconds of time. So just take 90 seconds. There's a lot you can do in 90 seconds and start writing that list. And then take another 90 seconds and another 90 seconds. And what you're doing is you're stringing together a whole string of moments. And when you do that, you have momentum Which and that's all you
0: need. Momentus.
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Kate, jump on the moped, grab the surfboard, <laughs> hit the road. We can't right wait to speak to you again. Sunset. That is exactly right. You have got us charging. Thank you so much for your time today. Absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for having me, Shelley. Kate Christie, author of The Life List, Master Every Moment and Live an Audacious Life. Gosh, I loved every minute of that conversation. I encourage each of you to give it a go. Give yourself 90 seconds now to begin your list. Ask yourself that big question. What do I want to do while I'm young enough to live it? Grab a pen, piece of paper, let it flow. Open your mind, see what comes up for you. I truly believe each of us has the opportunity to write our next chapter, but the truth is, it is up to us as individuals to question ourselves and to find that answer for ourselves. What will bring you more happiness and more joy? A vision board and now a life list. Uh, one thing or two things that I think every woman on The Aging Project must do. So. Let's begin, whether you light a candle, whether you grab a coffee, perhaps an Aperol spritz, whatever it takes to get you writing, your time is now. If you do write a list, which I know you're all going to, please tag us at The Ageing Project and Kate Christie Loves on social media. And look, of course, we would love you to forward this episode to all of your loved ones. Get them thinking about their life list. Encourage them to write it down, maybe even share it together. Keep yourselves accountable. Let's not leave anything on the table, as Kate says. Until next week, I am Shelley Kraft. It is wonderful being with you on your ageing journey let's just do it. Let's get it happening. Enjoy. I'll speak to you soon. As always, the Aging Project podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes. Always seek medical advice from a qualified practitioner.